sinful nature. You know, like I just, I've been documenting pretty much like my walk with Christ since I started this Redesigned Destiny podcast. And it is tough, you know what I mean? It's really tough because you're so entrenched in the world, right? And everybody's different. Everybody grows up differently. So you really can't judge other people because everybody grows up so differently. Like, you can grow up in a rich neighborhood and you may instinctually like criticize people that grow up in poor neighborhoods because it's on such an opposite side of the spectrum for you. It's so it's so weird for you because you didn't grow up that way. Sorry. My seatbelt on. But um and then if you grew up like in the hood or you grew up in an impoverished area, you may judge and point fingers at people in the rich areas. And I've seen that, you know, like just just growing up not in a rich area, we would, you know, just growing up like in a criminal element or like in a hood environment, you know, it's way different. It's so different. I'm not saying everybody who live in the hood acts this way because that's not how it is. It's just, it's a mentality thing, you know what I mean? And it's how you're raised by your family and uh, the people that are around you, you know? If people hold you to higher standards, then you would probably act accordingly. But I don't know, man. Like, you know, probably since Wednesday night, I, f- I fell back into the world. And friends, people pull you back into the world. You know, like for me, it was lonely walking this path, but I knew I had to be alone to fully, really walk in and be obedient to Christ. I knew I had to do that because I had to block out the world. I had to block out all outside distractions and you're either of the world or you're not. And that's why it's the hardest walk ever because we live in this world, right? And since we live in this world, Jesus, I've just seen four cops, five, there goes the paddy wagon. It's a real fight going on here. Like, I don't know if you guys understand that fully, the, 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 this world is so programmed and mind controlled that people just don't see it, you know? And like, I'm experiencing it because I was able to detach from the world, you know, by the grace of God, I've been able to detach from the world and just live a, a life where I'm not, where I control the influence, where I control how much of the programming that I'm that I'm going to take. Now, it's unavoidable, obviously, because you're living in the world and the whole world is, is controlled by Satan, you know? And it doesn't matter where you go. Like, you can go to a restaurant and the radio, they're playing demonic music. It may not, it may sound pleasing to the ear, but there's just different things that are going on on deeper levels with backmasking and subliminal messaging and, and and just very cleverly wrote lyrics, you know? Like I was showing my friend uh, just yesterday, honestly, man, I got a lot of bad influences around me and 
it sucks because I love my friends and my family. Well, I don't, I mean, I do love my family, but I don't be around my family. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just a disconnect there. There's a wall put up there by Satan, and it just remains there to this day. And one person can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really only got my brothers and my sister and my nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no real connection with my uncles and my aunts in Mexico on my mom's side of the family in Miami. Um, it is what it is. I mean, I'm in a fight that I'm losing. So that makes it very discouraging to want to continue when you're already losing. You're, you've already been lost. Like It's like waking up in a fight. It's like... It's like you just wake up and you're like, oh man, I'm it's a I'm in round ten of a twelve round fight with Floyd Mayweather, right? And it's like an undefeated boxer, right? That's like you're waking up in the tenth round realizing that you're in a fight and you've already lost all ten rounds. You know what I mean? Like the only way you're gonna win is if you get this knockout, you know? It's kinda like the Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight. You know, my opinion is uh, Wilder was losing, you know, and Wilder had to rely on that bomb. He had to rely on a knockout to to do anything. If he didn't, I feel like if he didn't knock Fury out, he wouldn't have won that fight by points. Because I feel like Tyson Fury was was winning by points alone. You know, he's just very slick and he was able to maneuver through that fight. Uh, and like I said, uh, you know, when they rematch, if they do rematch, it'll be so interesting because, you know, I think Tyson Fury did a little bit of, a lot of showboating in that fight, you know, and I think maybe if he didn't do that, he, he might, he might not have slipped up and got knocked out, you know, knocked down or whatever, but he, 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 he got up pretty as quick as he could have got up, you know, but he was laying there for a second, you know, probably longer than he should have. And, um, yeah, so it's interesting, you know, it makes you think like, well, if Wilder fought a different fight, anyways, I don't want to get on that fight. Like, I'm trying to get, I'm get sidetracked. The whole thing that I was trying to bring up was just that, you know, people are slightly aware, like, of the Satan and God thing but not fully aware because they're in such a deep fog and such a deep spell that it's really hard to break out of it. And I fall all the time, you know, and I know there's people that's watching my accounts that are judging me, but do they really understand this fight? Do they really understand it like the way that I'm going through it? Because I don't feel like they do. I don't feel like they truly understand it to the level that I'm in it, you know, like I'm really doing like a lot of research and you know, the distractions are going to come anytime that you're giving the message on, on uh, Jesus. So that's what that is. But, uh, anyways, uh, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that more is required. There's, there's a lot more that's being required to completely draw close to Jesus. You have to, completely cut off everything that you can cut off in your power. So if it's watching, you know, television programming, cable, if you're coming home from work 
and you're watching these television episodes or you're watching your Netflix and you're watching this and that, um, you got to stop it. You got to stop putting this demonic music on repeat and just getting lost in this demonic music. You have to stop it. You know, like me, yeah, I get lonely because, you know, um, and I do, I finally got my divorce papers from my wife. Thank God for that. You know, that was a blessing. My friend Jan was like, I know it hurts a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it does hurt a little bit because I did ask her to marry me. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, as soon as I asked her to marry me, uh, it, 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 it went, it got worse. The relationship just went completely bad. See, Satan was happy when I was living with her and fornicating that we weren't married. You know, I was with her for 13 years and, uh, up until we was only married a year before we split up a year, like maybe a year and a half before we split up. As soon as we got married, it was almost like that 13th year, that 12th year. As soon as we got married, Satan went into overtime, you know, and I knew what was going on because I, even though before I came to Christ, like I used to seek psychics and go to these universal light expos and, and, you know, I was always searching for air for answers, but I just didn't know the whole truth about everything. Like now I've been researching my whole life, you know, so this is like 30 years of research coming to this conclusion that it, there's no doubt about it in my mind that Satan controls his world. And is there's a game being played for our souls and we don't realize how serious this game is. We don't realize that every single move we make has to be very calculated and we're going to mess up because we're sinful by nature but just because we're going to mess up does not mean you should not try to mess up that you should not try to go harder that you should not try to be more obedient and more disciplined because then you're just giving up already and that's not what this is about and that's what the problem is people think once saved always saved that's 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 a lie you lose your salvation any time that you're not really being obedient and you're knowingly going back to it and you're not really remorseful of what you did. When you try to justify your sins to God, that's where you're losing. You can't justify your sinful nature to God. You can't justify it. And I, I get tired of hearing people say, oh, you you know, don't you're not going to make it to, to heaven on good works. And it's only about grace. And I know I get that, but that does not mean to stop trying. And that's the thing that people like sometimes when people say that it's, it's kind of like, I know you're saying that for people who are living in sin, right? I know where it's, I know it's coming from a good place when a, when a genuine pastor or preacher preaches that, you know, they're, they're giving hope to those who, who are really stuck deep into a sinful nature. But on the on the flip side, the enemy is always in our mind and the enemy makes us misinterpret things. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the enemy does. The enemy is always making us misinterpret things that our brothers and sisters say to us. And when we take offense to it, that's how you know it's Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like we genuinely do got to be loving and forgiving and not take everything to heart, you know, but. You know, I don't know, man, like, you know, my thing is I got to be stronger with just being completely alone. Like 
working my schedule. You know, I mean, I'm not alone because I'm interacting with people all day long or whatever, but it's not like I'm actually building connections with people. I'm not getting people's phone numbers and try to build with them outside of the time that I meet them. So I may have like random anonymous conversations with people throughout my day, but it's not like I actually go a step further to where I exchange numbers and try to invite these people into my life. And sometimes I do. And it's, it's just not worth it. You know, like there's people that I know and I'm disgusting to them. Like I'm filthy to them. Like they definitely judge me when I'm not around. Uh, they and you ask how I know this, because, look, I used to communicate with demons before I came to Christ, you know, so I do recognize the demonic voices in my head, you know. And so because of that, I'm able to recognize God's voice, which is very quiet. He rarely has to, excuse me, he rarely has to repeat himself, you know, because why should God have to repeat himself? And he says it, that's what it is. It's gold. You go with it. You know, there should be no doubt there. God's not doubting what he's saying because God, God knows everything. He created everything, you know, um, everything came from God. And that's why you can see God in everything, you know, no matter where you look in life and nature, whatever, you're always going to see uh, a a piece of God in that. But yeah, I mean, um, it's just not worth it. And I'm, I'm just, I just want to give a message. Like, um, I was abstinent until last night. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have sex at all this year. I had sex last year. You know, there's a girl that I got pregnant. She said I got her pregnant. She, she has a lot of boyfriends. So it was really, doubtful for me to believe her like in my heart I want to believe it because I, I always wanted to have kids and I think it would be awesome to have a family and just really have like I always wanted that you know yeah you know all them all these uh alerts and messages all these interruptions happen when you when I do these messages probably if you go through my whole podcast you're gonna just see that over and over and over again just the devil always always coming in trying to I'm so sick of Satan I hate Satan so bad I know God says pray for your enemies um I, I pray that he destroys Satan that's what I pray I pray that Lucifer should have never existed he's a disgusting individual I'm disgusted with him I'm disgusted with my sinful nature I'm repulsed with myself um I'm filthy, you know what I mean? And there's not you can't wash this sin off of your body. There's nothing you can do to wash this sin off your body. Like you have to you have to go to Jesus for that, you know? And um I just there's this I feel bad like the more that I enter like when I step out to the world and I start interacting with the world, I see how far gone they are, you know? And don't get it twisted. Even when I do step out, like if I get lonely and I'm like, man, I'm not going home tonight, sitting in my house all alone, just doing all this work. You know what I mean? Because I'm working on the website. It's a lot. And then I'm still trying to work on Christian music. And then when I'm out in the world, actually working in the world for the, for God, I'm posting up these stickers everywhere. Um I'm working there too. Like I'm trying to do everything for God. Like I am really trying to be obedient and do what God asks, but it break. I get broke down. You know what I mean? I snap out. It's like, it's an overload of information. It's an overload of God. It's just, it's overpowering. I mean, it's God. Like we, we can never ever contain or 
hope to even understand God. You know, it's just too, that's too much of a task. It just never happened. I, I believe it'll never happen. You know, even if we, when we're spending eternity with God, we'll never fully be able to, you can, we can't even fully comprehend this world. You know what I'm saying? And this world is his footstool. This is nothing. This is nothing to him. This is the bottom of his feet. This is dirt to him. You know what I mean? But he still find, he still looks at us like diamonds with mud all over us. Like he still feels that we, we're worth saving. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I get emotional thinking about <clears throat> just like just how crappy of a person that I am. You know, and just how great God is to just like really forgive me and give me an, another chance. And it's just more than the second chance at this time. It's like the 10th zillionth chance that he's given me. And I still keep dropping the ball and I still keep messing up. But, you know, when I get up, I, I run back to Jesus. Even if it's like one thing I notice, I mean, there's people that judge me, you know, like I have someone like, oh, you're not a vegetarian. I saw meat in your eggs. I'm like, dude, it's the devil's playing tricks on you. There was no meat in my food. And it's just like, wow, how dare you even point it out to try to critique me and judge me? Like, who are these people? Like, I don't know who these people think they are when they try to judge Christians and judge people. We're taught to follow Christ, not other Christians. We're not taught to follow each other. We're taught to follow Jesus. I'm very well, very well aware of my shortcomings and, you know, my, my sinful nature, but I'm not pointing fingers at people like, oh, you're a homosexual. You know, you're judging me about food that I'm eating, but I'm not judging you about being a homosexual. You know what I'm saying? So it's between me and God, like God's monitoring my thoughts. He's monitoring everything. So it's more than just our actions. It starts with our thought life. It starts with what's going on in our brain because that's where the real battlefield is taking place. You know what I'm saying? I know that I am not perfect, but do you see me hiding it? If I go on Instagram and I post, hey, I'm at this bar and I'm drinking. In my mind, it's like people see me like, oh, he's he's super serious about Jesus. He's really... He, he's really trying to outdo everybody. He thinks he's better than everybody else. That's what Satan is making you think about me. That's not what I think about myself. God thinks that we are better than this because we have God in us and we are created in his image. So we do have the ability to conquer our sinful nature. We do have that ability. We have victory over Satan already. Satan is a defeated foe. That's that's written. It was written in the Bible. Is That's God's word. His time is coming and he knows it. That's why he wilding out and turning up right now. He get he he's so he's so so much in a in a panic mode right now that he's doing everything he can. But it was already written. We know he destroys the saints. We know that he wins here. We know that the days are, are short for the elect's sake. You know what I mean? We notice. It's not that we don't notice, but it doesn't mean because um, of that that we, we, we give up the fight. I'm never giving up the fight. I am a fighter. 
I've always been a fighter. It doesn't matter what it is. Like my track record speaks for itself. I remember when I was making music and I heard nothing but negativity. You'll never be famous rapper. You'll never do this. You'll never that. You'll never get good. You'll never learn how to write. You'll never know how to, you know, I heard that over and over again. I never had no one in my life say, hey, come to my studio. I want to record an album for you. Nobody's ever did that. Now, when I started working with Busy Bone, and things like that. Then I got a lot of people because people are vultures and they're like, oh, this guy's cool with Mike Tyson. I want to get a picture with him because he knows Mike Tyson. Now I know somebody who knows Mike Tyson or this person knows Barack Obama. So I'm going to take a picture with this person because they, they, they work with Barack Obama every day. Now that makes me feel special about myself. That was the mentality when I was recording with Busy Bone, all these people on the Internet really didn't want to work with me. They rather have worked with Busy himself or Josiah or Prince Rasu or somebody that was like in the Alpha Omega DVD, somebody who had some type of notoriety more than I did because I didn't have that, right? So um I, I always got treated like an outcast, you know what I'm saying? But don't you know that Busy got treated like that too with Bone Thugs and Harmony? That people who met Busy were like, oh, can we get a verse from Crazy Bone? Can we get a verse from Lazy Bone? Can you contact Flesh and see if Flesh will do this from jail or whatever, you know? I'm sure Wishbone got de dealt with that a lot too, you know? That everybody who met Wishbone would rather work with Crazy or Busy, you know what I'm saying? So that's how Satan works, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's bad, you know, Really, it's, it's really bad. Like I was speaking with Lazy Bones' wife, um, you know, on Facebook, and we were going to do a song. She never, she never got back to me to do it, but I'm sure because Lazy Bone was, was a, uh, a part of that. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't trying to creep on his girl or nothing like that. I'm not even like that. You know what I'm saying? I, honestly, at first I never even knew that was his chick for a while, but people told me like, you know, that's his wife, or it was his wife, his baby mom. I don't know. I don't know if it's his wife or his baby mom or whatever. But just on the on business, you know, I always try to work with anybody in the Bone Thugs and Harmony family tree, whether it's like Mo Thugs artists, um, or uh, you know, whoever else bloodline or whatever, whoever else was working with a uh, with Bone. I always because that was a family, you know what I mean. So even though I didn't know everybody when I came into it, I came into it late, and the only time I ever said that I was seven sign was because Busy said I was seven sign. So at that time when people were like, oh, you're not seven sign. I don't care. You ain't this. You ain't that. Why are you telling people you seven sign? Busy brought me on stage when he had a show at Peabody's in Cleveland and introduced me as the newest seven sign regime member on stage at his concert. So for me, in my mind, I had to take that as what it was. I'm like, he's announcing it. It's like a public announcement. He's doing it during a concert. He invited me on stage. That was like an honor to me that he did that for me. You know what I'm saying? But I got nothing but hate and attack for it. You know what I'm saying? And when I started fighting back, it was it was like I was more of an enemy. Like this chick, Lil Weeze, I don't know what her problem was, but she stayed bashing my name, stayed hating on me. You know what I'm saying? And then her dude, priest or preacher, he started trying to chime in the mix, talking crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I went to go look for him. You know what I'm saying? 
he called me out and I went looking for him. You know what I'm saying? I made sure I videotaped it on my end. But anyways, this stuff is stupid. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? And even though I'm supposed to turn the other cheek and I'm not supposed to rush towards danger and I'm sp not supposed to to and try to engage in violence, I've been like that my whole life because I've always been an outcast. I've always been bullied, always been picked on. And finally, you just get to the point where you're tired of being a coward. You're tired of running. You're tired of turning the other cheek. You're tired of of trying to to flee from danger. Eventually, you're just like, F it. I'm rushing towards danger. I want to die. Who's going to kill me? And then that's that's always been my mentality. That's my mentality all the time. Like if I get into a real fight, that's how I go into the fight. Like if I get into a street fight, I'm I'm I don't care if you what you're doing, if you're punching me, cutting me open with punches and elbows and kicks or whatever, I'm coming forward. I'm putting the pressure on you. Even if you're hurting me, I want to die. That's my mentality because I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of the abuse, the bullying, and getting beat up by Satan and being attacked by demons through people. You know, now I have more aware, awareness and knowledge that I have to forgive all my brothers and sisters because I know if they're attacking me, that it's not them, that it's the demons inside of them. And so now I know I have to pray and rebuke those demons in Jesus name. And I promise you, it works. It works. I don't have to vocalize it. I don't have to say it out loud. I could just think the thoughts of my mind over and over and over and over again. Repetition is the key. Repetition. Constantly, constantly, dear Lord Jesus, please deliver me from evil. Dear Lord, G dear Lord, in Jesus name, please deliver me from evil. Lord, in Jesus' name, please deliver me from evil. Lord, in Jesus' name, please deliver me from evil. Repetition. The whole key to really redesigning your de destiny, and I never wanted to put redesign the destiny because our destiny has already been designed. You know what I mean? But I put redesigning because we have to retrain our brains from this corrupted environment, from this sinful nature. I am trying to fight this and... The only time I fail is when I, I choose to fail. And then when the, the enemy can get emotional spikes out of me, you know, and, 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 and trigger me emotionally. But now it's just to the point. Um, now instead of when, when people poke the stick at me and I, and I snap the snick, the snap the stick and then try to attack them. Now I just let them poke me. And it's like, it don't even bother me. It like, it tickles a little bit because now I know. I actually feel sorry for them. I actually feel bad for them because they're being attacked. I got all these people just swarmed up next to me like crazy. Just, this is just so ironic. You know, this is how, I, this is what I'm trying to say. Like demons work through people and people don't even realize because as a person, you're just, when you get a thought in your head, you're like, okay, I'll go with that. Why do you think suggestive selling works? Why do you think impulse buying works? Because the enemy knows that the nature of humans, that they're easily persuaded. Okay, I had a beat because these two homosexuals pulled up, right? And they're po they're pointing at my my uh, bumper sticker, and because my bumper sticker says, "Be careful, uh, use caution," because the driver of this vehicle, uh, the driver of this vehicle, um. They get raptured at any moment. 
So, you know, like I said, Satan is at work. You know, he's going to use homosexuals. He's going to use anybody with a demonic nature um, to attack me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was actually going to go in here and eat some food, but now I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're, they're, they're over here. Now I know I got to go in and deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh, man, this is tough. That's what I'm saying. Satan does not give you a break. You really got to be strong. You really have to stay focused and you got to keep uh, your game face on. Another thing I want to tell you guys, when you willf willfully are di disobedient, when you're willfully being disobedient and you're willfully sinning, what are you doing? You're opening the door to your temple, your body for more demons to come in. So you can definitely be sure that you're going to recognize higher demonic activity after you willfully sin. So since I willfully sinned last night by having a one night stand with a girl at a club, you know, and like I said, why? I've been abstinent since last year. And then who do you think has been attacking me? The spirit of Jezebel. I thought I, I conquered her a couple times because I was able to resist watching pornography. I was able to resist lusting women by looking away from them and not, you know, lusting them. But sometimes it gets hard because I'll get an Uber and I'm on OSU campus and I'll get a be beautiful women that get in my car and they're not wearing any clothes, you know, and they got tan legs and they smell good. And it's like, oh, my God. I love women so, so much. Like I just want a woman in my life. And, and then I just start feeding those thoughts because of what I'm thinking. And before you know it, yeah, before you know it, um, I, you know, it took months and months. I mean, it took like a year, you know, and then I finally broke down and honestly, I didn't even ask for it. Like I went last night to go watch the, uh, Terrence Crawford fight, you know, and, uh, Benavidez. And, um, and I went with my friend who's not drinking either. So two guys who are not drinking alcohol go to the club. He never drank, but then guess what? I end up drinking and I'm like, what? I don't want to drink, you know, and whatever I can do to not sin, like, oh, you know, beer to make me fat, you know, I'm not work out harder. Like, I'm, that's why boxing is so important to me right now. Like making sure I go all five days a week. And man, now I'm thinking maybe I need to go every single day. Like, that's how I'm starting to think. Maybe I just need to go every single day. And instead of just going Monday through Friday boxing, I need to go on Saturday and Sunday, you know, because uh, my coach, he set it up. You know, he set it up to where I can go work out on Sundays with them. And then they got a, a Saturday class as well. So maybe this week I'm going to have to just go harder so I don't falter, so I don't slip, you know. And I, I, I felt weird because Friday I was supposed to go box. I woke up early because I missed Thursday because I got drunk on Wednesday. So drunk on Wednesday, had a hangover on Sunday. I mean, on, on Thursday morning, Thursday night, my same friend invites me out. And I'm like, look, I'll go with you, but I'm not drinking alcohol. And I stuck to my guns. I didn't drink no alcohol. What happened Friday morning? I locked my keys in my trunk. I had my bag packed, went to bed early, woke up early, had everything aligned and ready, ready to go, uh, to go spar on Friday. 
And what happens? I lock my keys in my trunk. I called my friend who had a spare key. He, he was like two hours before he could get to me. I called and, um, called for my roadside assistance. They said I didn't have that coverage. So I was on the phone with her telling her, no, I do have that coverage. I got full coverage insurance. I made sure that was part of my policy. And, um, you know, um, uh, she had to refresh the page like a hundred times. Finally, she found out I had the policy. So anyways, like I said, I'm dealing with a lot of demonic interference right now. So I'm going to just end this and I'll come back to it when I can. But hopefully you guys got something out of this. Dr. Carolyn Leaf has a book on um, retraining your brain, how it takes 21 days to rewire the brain, but really 63 days to really get that routine set in. And it, it's, it's, it's true. She, she, she's a, she talks about neuroplasticity. And, um, so that's good. You know, Cindy Trim is always good. Cause she's got that good spiritual warfare prayer. And, um, so yeah, um, it's tough being such an obedient Christian when we're not supposed to, when there's like a lot of things that we're not supposed to do, but it feels like it's in our nature to do it. So, um, all I can say is just stay in prayer, stay close to Jesus, try to consume nothing but the word of God all day, every day, you know, uh, audio Bible, you know, just have it playing. I mean, it's torturous at first when you're so programmed by the world. It's like the demons in your body are so uncomfortable hearing the word that you get squirmy. You, you feel like, no, no, I can't do this. I can't listen to the word. I can't. This is the fight here. This is the fight that we're going through. This is the exact fight that we're going through. You know, spirit and flesh. Spirit has dominion over the flesh, but since the flesh, since the spirit is encapsulated by the flesh, the flesh is around us. It's really hard to uh, to do it, and we can't do it alone. We, we weren't we weren't meant to do it alone. We're meant to do it with the help of Jesus and Jesus only. So, but yeah, I just had these two uh, homosexuals making fun of my my bumper sticker when they were walking in, and um. It's unfortunate, man. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna make the rapture. I hope, I hope I do. I am a pre-trib rapture believer. I do believe in that. And, uh, I follow pastor Tim Henderson, you know, pretty faithfully now. He's a great pastor. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other, other things that I listen to, but there's so much disinformation out there. And what people do is they give up because it's information overload. They're like, well, I think aliens created like, well, aliens don't exist. The sun and moon are local. Uh, you can see clouds behind the sun. That's the proof that the sun is not that far away. People are just stupid, though. You know, people will be in an airplane to see a sun go down into the clouds, meaning clouds all around the sun and the sun just disappeared into the clouds. That means the sun is local. You know what I mean? Like the main thing with these flight patterns is probably so they're not getting close enough to the sun. You know, that's really what I think. I think it's, it's something deeper than that. As much as I want to put a Jesus sticker on these homosexuals vehicle right next to me, I don't think I'm going to. I would love to, though. But um, nah, that's between God and them. And I'll let God deal with that. But um, I am going to go here and eat because I'm not going to let these homosexuals try to bully me you know um and like i said i'm a sinner too i just sinned last night i committed fornication and i feel disgusted and filthy by it and uh the only thing i could do is 
it's going to push me going back to Jesus harder. That's all I could do is go back to Jesus harder, you know, and just stay more focused and just be more disciplined and just be a warrior for Christ that I know that I can be. I know I can do this with the help of Jesus. I know that he's going to help me do this. He's going to help me uh, be militant about my regiment and really, really stick stick to my guns on this. So that's what I'm going to do. That is exactly what I'm going to do. Um, whoever's listening to this, man, I hope it helped you in some type of way. I I got to ask God right now. Uh, dear Lord, I come to you today and I just ask for forgiveness for my full sinful nature, for anything that I do in my thoughts or my actions or speaking, my behavior, anything that's displeasing to you. Please, Lord, please help me correct this. Please help me. Uh, be stronger to not go back into to the world to sin. And um, I know you're working on me. I've been making great progress. I know the Lord sees it. And um, so, yeah, I just want to continue to uh, get closer to God and get farther away from the world. In Jesus name, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen.